This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, I can sa- I can hear the sound of your voice and I can just tell how much happier you are tonight as opposed to last night. You as well, my friend. Oh, of course. I mean, you as well. <laughs> you score a couple of runs. I what mean, that was know? a blowout for the Yankees today. They scored Listen, four runs. Not only that, but you, your, your pitching staff shut out a very potent offensive team in the Blue Jays. I, and I could say the same about you. Yeah, this is true. And and from the Mets standpoint, Gordon, here's what you like, McGill again. I mean, just he matched up, you know, with with Zach Wheeler. He hung in. The bullpen did not implode this time. It was a close game. A good old-fashioned National League pitchers duel, Gordon. That's what we had here down in the city of brotherly love. And the Mets scratched out a win, which is good because those have come far and few in Philly. Well, if the idea is that, that McGill is taking the place of Jacob deGrom, if Jacob deGrom had been here, he could not have pitched really. Maybe he could have pitched a little longer but he could not pitch any better than Tyler McGill has pitched so far. No. He's pitched two games. He's had shutouts in both games. Now, maybe he hasn't gone eight innings, but still, uh, you cannot really ask much more from Tyler McGill than he has given you so far in a, another great outing tonight. So five strikeouts, five and a third innings against a really good Phillies team. Phillies might not be able to catch the ball. <laughs> I don't trust their bullpen, but that team should be able to rake and to hold them to what? Three hits or whatever yeah. he held them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty good night. He did a nice job. And let me exchange the compliments, my friend, because I was very – can I tell you something? I've become a real fan of Nestor Cortez. I like him. Let's I go like Yankees. The, I, I like what he's able to do. I like his little pause in his motion, how he fools around a little bit, keeping batters off stride. He's not a guy that throws 105, okay? But he's, he's, he's a pitcher, Gordon. He moves the ball around, up and down, in the strike zone, fools, keeps hitters off balance. He does a nice job. I know he went four innings, but still, I mean, what what is he? He's got three runs. He's allowed three runs or less in fourteen of his last fifteen starts. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's it's. I mean, for the whole pitching staff, but for him, I mean, he just he just fell right along in there. You know, the Yankees have had over the years some guys who just all of a sudden it felt like kind of came out of nowhere and just yep. had amazing seasons. Like Aaron Small was a guy, yes, uh, was. Sean Chacon at a time. Yeah. And it feels it felt like last year, here comes Nestor Cortez, who, you know, you really don't expect a whole lot out of. And last year he was an absolute godsend. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just kind of assume going into the year, like, I don't know if I can really rely on this guy this year. But so far tonight, again, against a very good hitting team in the Blue Jays, he did what he had to do. So now he didn't go that deep. It mm-hmm. seems pretty clear that the Yankees as an organization are not going to push their guys because of the short spring training. Mm-hmm. Third time through the order, just ordinarily they don't necessarily go to, to, to stay with those guys in, on the mound. But uh, it certainly was a good outing for him tonight. And I like what I've seen so far out of the Yankee staff. You know, we had all these questions about, oh, who's going to be the number two starter? Yeah. Pitching's been fine. Pitching's it been has. great. I'd sign for this all season long. Absolutely. And your bullpen's been fantastic. Well, that's supposed to be the strength, right? That's supposed to be a big strength of the team. And uh, they got about a thousand guys down there. <laughs> they <laughs> they might have to bring back the bullpen car, right? The Toyota, was it Toyota Celica or something like that yeah, they right? used to have back in the day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they might have to bring back the bullpen car because they're going to that bullpen early and often. Uh, Boone is not uh, is not wasting any time. And, and tonight, what was it? Four relievers, five relievers, whatever yeah. it was. They're using they're going to the strength and that's what they should do. You know, I yeah. Cortez was good, and he only gave up the – I think it was that one single in the fifth inning. 
But Boone was not wasting any time. He goes mm-hmm. to Clay Holmes. He was good. I like the ca- the the guy Castro we got from you from the Mets. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. been he's, he's been uh, pretty good so far. Lawizaga, I love, and then yeah. Chapman closes it down, even though it's not a safe situation. So now Yankee bullpen midseason form so far. Lawizaga has been an interesting growth process, hasn't he? Just mm-hmm. watching him just grow and grow. Is he going to be a star? Is he going to be a reliever? Okay, let's put him in the bullpen. And he's he's flourished. Now he is as confident as anybody coming out of your pen. Yeah, I, I love, you know, how do you not love his stuff? Like, there's certain guys that it's like that old uh, the, the Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink. Like, you see him and you just know right away. And mm-hmm. his stuff is one that uh, I remember when he first came up, people were the, the, the raves behind the scenes. Oh, this guy, you know, he's got like Mariano. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's calm down with the Mariano. <laughs> you know, let's yeah, not refer to the, the great Mariano. But. I mean, you can see what they were talking about because he has been—he's uh, been a real weapon out of that bullpen. And the Yankees got a lot of them, but yeah. I don't know that there's anybody that I kind of train. Even though Luizaga gave up a couple of hits tonight, I don't mm-hmm. know that there's anybody I really trust out of that bullpen more than him. Right, and it was good to see for the Mets. It was good to see Edwin Diaz back from his uh, you need his him. bereavement leave, and yes, he he was needed uh, because you're not going to have Trevor May for a couple of a couple of days. He's got it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Uh, for him, so that was the good news there. Uh, so you're going to miss him a couple of days with his, uh, you know, with his his uh, setback, which was the the um, situation with his with his arm. Um, so he's going to be okay. And then Tyron Walker was on the injured, you know, the injured list. It used to be the DL. Now it's the right. IL. You know, and Trevor May had the low uh, low grade tricep strain. So still, you're not going to push him. I, 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 Gordon, listen, and, and it was so funny because both of them tweeted out. Thumbs up, right? But Walker for, meant, forgot to mention he's going on the IL with his thumbs up. <laughs> right. I don't know how much a thumb can be up at that. At least you have some definitive thing about him, right? Like he's going on exactly. the IL, but you expect him back pretty soon. It's not like some of the other things that you've seen so far this year. No, that's for sure. And, and as, you know, as far as May is concerned, listen, I'm not in the rush to rush him back because, listen, if, he had, if, he's, if his arm is strained after just a couple of games, he may need to rest a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, I, I, you know, I wonder sometimes like the, the terminology, because we're not doctors, you hear, you know, tired arm, you, you think, how can he have a tired arm? He's just, the season just started. So maybe there's more of a technical word that they probably should come up with mm-hmm. that kind of tells you what the diagnosis actually is rather than just saying tired arm. But um, yeah, hopefully he's back before too long because, you, you know, he's a weapon out of that bullpen. He was a weapon last year for you. So, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, it's a big piece that you're relying on. How about Aaron Hicks going deep for you tonight, huh? It's almost like the, 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 the Boo Birds have gotten things started here. You know, a couple of days ago, it was all about Joey Gallo. Gallo didn't start tonight, but he had a couple of hits yesterday. Didn't mean a whole lot because they didn't score any runs. But then all of a sudden, Aaron Hicks. And, and that's really what you're, you're looking for from Hicks. Like, he's never going to be a guy that hits for a high average. But he should be, at least in the past, has been somebody who's gotten on base and he has some pop and he has it from both sides of the plate. So good to see him finally get going. Um, he, he's one of those guys like there's two spots in the Yankee order. I expect absolutely no offense from anytime I get in the offense from catcher or shortstop. It's a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. The other seven spots I'm expecting some offense from. So to see Aaron Hicks go out there tonight and hit a home run, I know he had some hits here before, but it didn't really feel like the ball was jumping off his bat. So it's good to see him hit a home run tonight. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and nice to play with a lead for a change. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> it was a little bit of, I'm like, wait a second, we can score first? I didn't know that was possible this year. There you go.
And of course, from a Met standpoint, uh, I'm very happy with the Met pitching because uh, Swarber has not left the ballpark. I mean, he left the ballpark early and often against the Mets last season. Yeah. Well, in fairness, minutes. he did that against a lot of people. I mean, he had oh. that one streak where he was like Babe Ruth last year. So uh, you take a look at that lineup and to really shut it down, Harper really yeah. didn't. He's got to Harper struck out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a bunch of strikeouts out a tonight. Of yeah. Oscar so. struck out three times. Yeah. So, uh, look, you take those wins and now – and going into the night, I don't know that you felt all that great about the pitching matchup, even though you like what McGill does going up mm-hmm. against Wheeler, who's been pretty good against you. Yeah. Uh, so, to be able to get that win and, 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 a, and a night where you didn't really do a whole lot offensively. No, no. Just – You know, but scratched you scratched off a couple – enough runs to, to, to make it stand up. Nimmo with the home run. So, uh, yeah, you take any games like that and, and so far – you haven't really missed Mr. DeGrom because no, you yet. could not have gotten much better no. than what McGill has been giving you so far. Not at all. And it sets you up perfectly because you got Max Scherzer tomorrow. So you got, you're in the, you're in the good spot to try to get the, the, the Texas series, series win. There you go. And, and that's all you want. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm listening to the, to the uh, couple of shows today. The, Oh, the Mets, you know, they, they're okay. They've won some games, but they're not winning series. Win series. You win series. You're okay. You're okay. I, I think everybody needs to dial it back a bit. <laughs> I mean, the amount uh, of, of, of gloom and doom. We are, for the Mets, six games into the season. For the Yankees, five games into the season. It is, it's basically mid-April. It's not even late April, and no. we're, like, living and dying. Now, I guess that speaks to expectations, and I guess that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like things have been ratcheted up to a degree where, like, where – we got a whole summer to go. We got we got June and July and August and trade deadlines. Let's let's let it breathe for a little bit before we go all gloom and doom like they it feels like t- people have been doing the last couple of days. Gord, we haven't got we got May. <laughs> right. Oh, forget May. I'm forget June and July. We got right. we haven't got to Memorial Day yet. Right. Mother's Relax. I mean, think about all the things that the baseball season is forever and it's it every single day. And yes, it is. You know, you're freaking out it, five games in. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. It like does. You, we, every year we forget how long a baseball year is mm-hmm. because yeah. every year we go into it and, and five games. Could you imagine if the Yankees had dropped two or oh three to God. the Red Sox? Yeah, oh, it would be over. Oh, my God. Boone's got to go. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Firing people. It's over. I can't believe this organization. George Steinbrenner's dead. Oh, my. I mean, it would be. Uh, I hear that anyway. Yes, you do. And they actually have a winning record. So, yeah, it's a bit much. It is. It is. <laughs> I listened to this station today, and the things that were being said, they were just basically concocted out of nowhere. Uh, Completely concocted out of absolutely nowhere. Mm -hmm. The amount of of conversation today that was focused on the Yankee fans booing Aaron Judge last night based on the fact that he does not have a contract extension in place. That That was what was put forth on DPH and Rothenberg today. That was what was put forth on, on the K show today that Aaron Boone, or excuse me, Aaron Judge was being booed yesterday at the stadium because of his contract. Do we have the highlight? Do we have the actual play by play? I want you to hear, because we were on the air last night, Larry, right, so we right. didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these narratives get formed and you just assume, oh, yeah, I guess he, I, maybe he did get booed, you know, because of the contract. Brian Cashman put the numbers out there. That's all the talk. Play for us the sound of him getting booed because this, I think it puts it to bed right away, but go ahead, play it. 
Swing and a miss. Judge down on strikes. Does that sound <laughs> like some thunderous booing, Larry? <laughs> I got booed. I got booed louder than that myself. I got booed like that in my house. Much louder. That would play it again. I want people to hear this tremendous booing that Aaron Judge had to put up with last night. Let's play it again. Swing and a miss. Judge down on strikes. I don't even really hear booing. Is it me? Booing. I hear moaning. Boo this man. Well, that's booing. That's a boo. What, what did Eddie Murphy say? That's a fire. That's a boo. <laughs> and it would be, and look, he struck out in the eighth inning of a close game last night. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, you're going to. Now, if he comes to the plate at any point this year mm -hmm. and he starts getting booed before he does anything, then I think you might have a point to make. Oh, they're booing him because the contract, they're upset. Mm hmm. There was no boos. And then they're asking him questions about the boos. I'm saying to myself, there were no boos. It was three drunks in the upper deck that were upset the judge struck out in a close game against the Blue Jays. It had nothing, zero, to do with the contract or Brian Cashman. I mean, I heard people talking about, oh, he was getting booed off the field. Booed off the field? Oh, Larry, I was losing my mind today. I'm like, what are people talking about? Do we not have access to the audio? Listen to it. Listen to it. He didn't even get booed. All right, so let's play the <sighs> booing again, and let's play Aaron Judge answering the question about those loud boos. Swing and a miss. Judge down on strikes. <laughs> All right, now here's what Judge had to say. Oh, it's not rare. It's, I've been hearing it <laughs> since 16. You know, it's nothing new. Nothing new. He got booed louder when oh. he was striking out his first year. Of <laughs> he, course. That's when he got and, booed. and look, if you want to make the point of booing your own guys is stupid, go ask Giancarlo Stanton about those boos. Yeah, really. Because Stanton has been booed far louder on opening day, Larry. God just showed up, <laughs> and they booed him a whole lot louder. I would not even describe that as booing. I would just say that there was some noise in the background. That didn't yeah. sound like a whole lot of anything to me. But the amount of, uh, uh, I don't know what it is. People want to, they've already established this narrative. They're upset at Brian Cashman for making these numbers public. And now they're trying, it's complete, it's complete fantasy. It, it has not taken place. Now it might take place at some point. Oh yeah. It might take place if he if he goes and out and, and really struggles here the first month of the season. We get to May and he's hitting two oh five. Okay, fine. But can we at least allow that to happen before we start drawing up scenarios in our head? And that led to the lowballing of the contract for him, which was the other. You know, we took some calls about that last night, but we had some other ones I heard throughout the day here about oh, it's just it's what? How are they embarrassing him by this? I mean, it's it's not. Listen, it's not a bad contract. It's not a bad contract. No, now, I understand he doesn't want it. It's good. Right. He, okay. It's a negotiation. Listen, I don't want that. I want more. Yeah. yeah. And, and listen, he may it's just right. want the opportunity, Gordon, to listen, because it was last minute. He may just turn it down on general principle because it was last minute. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. I, I wanted it earlier than that. So you know, I, I just think, listen, it's too early to worry about it. Don't worry about it. You got him for the whole year. Let's see. If anything, you should be happy he didn't take it. Because now he's betting on himself. 
So he's going to have a tremendous year for you. And then he's going to get even more money. So you're going to have an even better Aaron Judge. And as he said at the time when he turned down the contract on Friday, I think it was, he's going to negotiate with 30 teams. And the mm -hmm. Yankees are one of those teams. There's nothing stopping the Yankees from signing him at the end of the season. Nope, not at all. So, Not at all. And, and if it's the right money and the right years, he'll sign. Here. Absolutely. And, and look, if somebody offers him $50 million, if somebody comes in and gives him like the Robinson Cano treatment, the Yankees want to give him seven or eight, and somebody comes in and says, we'll give you 10, well, then you shake your head and you say, there's, you know, there's not much else we can do. We've got to move on. We're not going to give the guy 10 years when he's 31 years old next season. So uh, there's pl still plenty of time to make a deal, but it seems like that this has been such a hot topic. It really has. That people are now concocting things to just kind of keep it going and – I don't know, maybe just kind of come up with things that are actually existing here on planet Earth and not just drawing up things that are, are just complete fantasy. I don't, know the, I don't know what other way to put it. And, and I'll be honest with you. I don't think there's many Yankee fans who, if somebody offered him a 10-year contract at more money and he walked, How could you would begrudge be upset. Him? Right. They, they would not be upset. You can't be upset at the Yankees. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> what is that going to look like in, in years seven, eight, nine? Yeah, I, I don't think that it – it's kind of hard to know because he is so unique in terms of his body. I mean, there's never been a guy like him in baseball, six foot eight and 270 pounds. I, I don't mm -hmm. know how that's going to age now. Yeah. I think he has a profile in terms of athleticism that maybe he will age a little bit better than, than, than the typical lumbering first baseman. Right, right. But that is a gamble. That's an it absolute is. gamble. It is. And, and what makes it more of a gamble is, is his injury history. Yes, absolutely. So that you know that resume does not help him. <laughs> so he, he may have to take less years from everybody. So it's probably going to be the amount of money. So that's why I think the Yankees still have a chance. Because they, they can still – listen, they may not be Steve Cohen rich, but they got money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got money. yeah. They're, they're not dug uh, – what's the old line, the KUs? They're not d digging into the, the, the couch cushions looking no, for change. No, no. They're paying their bills on time. Right. Yeah, they, they, have, <laughs> they have it lying around. They don't they have do. to – They're okay. They don't have to call the wife and say, hey, do we have money for this? No, they're no. good. No they're, good. They're, no, they're very good. Yeah, they're <laughs> very good. good. Off to the phones we go. Anthony's in Jackson, New Jersey. Down by Great Adventure. Hey, Anthony, you're, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I'm a Mets fan. Yeah, it's great. It's right by Great Adventure. It's pretty cool. But I know. I'm a Mets fan. Um, I feel like Pete Alonzo just hasn't been – doing what he should be doing like i feel like he's been underperforming a lot lately well what it's do you early. guys think well, about it, it? i hear what you're saying it's early thanks for the phone call he's he's a guy you know he's going to hit you know he's going to hit home runs he's a guy that performs he gets hot he gets hot for a while let's give him a little bit of time it is six games uh so i'm sure he will start to come around i i, I guarantee <laughs> i know he's hitting 200 he had to Didn't hit he tonight. hit a grand slam the other day? I know. He had a hit tonight, had a, had a strikeout. Uh, but, you know, no, he's, his, his slugging is down, 360. I get it. Oh, my gosh. But, but, but it's early. And, and look at it this way, my friend. The Mets have won four of six games, and he's hitting 200. Yeah. That's how you got to look at it. I, I mean, at some point, it, it doesn't even really make sense to show averages I know, until point. May. Yeah, it's true. So uh, certainly not at this point of the season. So has he had any big hits? Well, he did hit a grand slam the other day, so I think that counts as one. I got to tell you, Gordon, I don't know if we should look at averages ever again. 
Yeah, well, the teams aren't, right? No, I mean, the teams don't. don't matter. The teams don't consider them. They don't. The sabermetricians, they don't no. care about average. Don't give me average. It's production. Did you get the bat on the ball? Good. Okay, you got an out, but that's okay. Right. At least you made contact. You know, it's, I, you know, it's so funny. The game has changed so much. It used to be average. Oh, all these strikeouts. How could you strike out like that? Put, make some adjustments. Go the other way. Dude. No, 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 no. Don't go the other way. No, 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 no. Keep doing what you're doing. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, I, I think it's get. I think it's getting a little Looney Tune times when we're it we're is. six games into the season. You know, this Pete Alonso. Yeah, let's get rid of him. Let's get rid of that guy. I don't need him. You're, he has spoiled us as Met fans. You just want home runs, home runs, home runs. I'm just saying. I don't care if he starts out slow. Just late in the season when he's on the roll, I'm good. I'm good. I trust him. He'll be all right. He, yeah. Gordon, he's the least of my worries right now. Exactly. <laughs> he's the least of my worries. You would think. I'm, I got no DeGrom for two months. I'm, right. McGill that, that... is great. All right. He's been fabulous. How long is this going to last? I don't know. And, and I, I know I don't have DeGrom for two months. And then minimum. And then when they come after two months, I still don't know when I'm getting him back. So Alonzo's the least of my worries. Least of my worries. Yeah, I would think so. I'm good. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Hey, Robbie, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. Good evening, Gordon. How are you guys? Hey, you know, first of all, I wanted to congratulate Chris Cryer on his 15th goal. Too bad didn't come with it a win. But, you know, guys, you know, tonight was a tough loss for the Rangers. But, you know, the thing is that this Carolina team, Larry, they're good. I mean, they're, they're really good. good. I mean, I mean, they're excellent. And the thing is, the Rangers don't match up particularly well. But I will say this. The first two periods, especially the first period, the Rangers outplayed them. And, and when the Rangers play below the goal line and they and they tighten up on their gaps, you know, in other words, they're not giving Carolina a lot of room. They're really effective. For the third period, though, they started chasing. When they chased, they're not as good a team. And, it, you know, Carolina just hemmed them in. But, uh, you know, I'm really excited about the playoffs. It looks like they're probably going to play Pittsburgh, although there's eight games left and the Rangers do have the majority of their games at home and the Carolinas just have to go on the road. So, but um, – you know, I'm really proud of this team. They, you know, they did compete hard tonight, but the Carolinas damn good. I mean, they're really good. It's all funny you want, Robbie. Ex Rangers. Yeah, Robbie. Here's all you want: don't get hurt. Yeah, just stay healthy. No, exactly. Let's go into the play. Right. Let's go into the stay postseason. Healthy. We're good. Yeah, and they miss Phil Pedro. I got a, I got a Yankee point I want to talk to to Gordon about, and both of you sure, can comment on. Gordon, this is. You know, I'm glad they won tonight, but Gordon, this is the most boring team. I mean, you know, it's almost like they were in reverse. You got your speed guys at the bottom of the order and Falafa and Hicks. And it's like they're so top-heavy still. I mean, first of all, I got to ask you about Esteban Florio. Where is this guy? Does this guy have any future with the Yankees at all, or is he just going to wallow with all the other prospects and so forth? I mean, I, I think what, clearly what they don't. They guy? don't. They gave him a little bit of a sniff, Robbie. And I, look, yeah. I didn't think he embarrassed himself when he came up, but they, no, as an organization, clearly do not think that he can hit major well, league pitching. Well, what would you, you don't think so? I mean, who would you rather see play? A guy from the left side in Esteban Florida could steal bases and play the outfield, or Aaron Hicks is a two thirty lifetime hitter. I mean, I just want to see the young players play you know i mean if anthony volpe is that good why does he come up i mean jose falafa i mean is it really that much of a difference i mean if anthony volpe comes up and at least give him a try i mean it's just well, like, i don't think you want to bring him so... up before he's ready and throw right. you know put too much on his plate when you think yeah, he's I a understand. promising player and and look right, you know right. it's all well and good to say we'll have patience but you know robbie i mean this guy I'm, comes yeah. up and he, he starts out 0 for yeah. 10 people are going to be booing right. the heck out people of the kid he's 19 yeah, years old 
It's yeah, and, and I and again with the Aaron Judge situation, I think Judge was crazy enough to take that contract. I, I quite frankly, I was disappointed when he says to me he wants to be a Yankee. Well, if you want to be a Yankee, sign on the bottom line. I mean, Lemayo had no problem taking ninety million dollars. You know why? Because he wanted to be here. If Judge wants to be here, he should have taken the damn contract. He took a lot of risk right now. What if he gets hurt this year? Then he comes up as a thirty-one-year-old. Somebody will offer more money, but is that really the big deal? Is he really that worried about his money? They, it's so much money. It's absurd. Yes. It's like wait a second. How about some humility? But how about some stinking humility? You know, I really lost a lot of respect for Aaron Judge. I thought he was a more of a humble guy. And you know, like I was saying about Paul O'Neill, who I loved. I mean, I'm so glad you know they're retiring his number. I think it's great. I love the Warrior. Anyway, with Paul O'Neill, guys, he would come up for free agency and he would take less money from the Yankees. And they asked him why. He said, "Because I'm winning championships. I love New York. My kids love it here. Sometimes the grass is always greener on the other side." All these guys that go to the West Coast, like go to the Angels and stuff, and where are they? I mean, you want to win, stay well, in New York. At least the Yankees are competitive, you know? Robbie, Robbie, so, he's yeah. still here. <laughs> he hasn't gone anywhere, Robbie. Thanks and, for the phone call. He's still here. And if they were winning championships with Aaron Judge, maybe he might feel differently. They haven't won any yeah. championships with Aaron Judge. So, you know, they, I can't blame Judge for wanting to cash in as much as possible. This is his one chance to make uh, uh, generational money. And here's the thing. Like, the, the offer that the Yankees made, I think, was a fair offer. Mm-hmm. Unless he has a really bad year, unless he gets hurt and misses a significant amount of time, he probably is still going to get that contract, and there's at least a possibility, if he doesn't have a bad year, that he's going to get significantly more. So uh, I can't really say I think it was the right way to approach it for the Yankees. Maybe offer a little bit more, but I think that there is value in seeing how this season plays out. Can he stay healthy? There's no way anybody really knows. And then when you get to the end of the season, if you want to offer him more money, you will have that opportunity. He is still here, Larry. Yes. It's almost like people have already resigned to the fact he's he's, he's playing someplace else. It's like he's gone already. He's still here. Uh, I wonder what was the the sticking point. Was it the money or the years? Gordon, I kind of think it was the years. Uh, I don't think it necessarily is the money. You know, I heard from... um, Buster only was on with uh, Dave and Rick one of the days and said that that Judge is a big union guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the union is now mm. with the first year of the CBA, mm. get as much as you can, push the, the value up higher because, the, you know, I mean, there's been some deals that have pushed the value up higher, but they, they would like more and more guys. And here's Aaron Judge. I, I don't know all the free agents in this upcoming class, but I have to think he's at the top of the list. Yeah. So they want that 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 annual salary to be higher than thirty and a half. I'm sure they want thirty five. They probably want forty, and they mm-hmm. want him to. Now, look at the end of the day, he's the one that makes the decision. But I can mm-hmm. see why he would, because there is more to be gained, and the downside is not as great. The upside right. is far greater than the downside is bad. Yeah. If that makes any sense, I don't think I'm yeah. putting that right. But you no, know, but I, I know, you know what you mean. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And once again, as a fan, if I'm a Yankee fan. I want him to bet on himself. Yes, of course. Bet on yourself. Absolutely. Prove, prove to them. Prove to them. Because guess what? Here's the thing. If he doesn't play well, he's going to take that contract anyway. It's going to be because he's not going to be able to get anything else. And can we just can we just call it honestly? Can we just call it honestly? If the Yankees had offered Aaron Judge a contract that he accepted on last Friday, mm-hmm. and at some point this year he got hurt. Mm-hmm. You're telling me all these same people wouldn't be calling up and say, oh, how did Cashman make this contract? He should know this guy always gets hurt. This right. guy's never going to play a full. What do you think's going to happen when it's year seven and eight? 
Mm-hmm. All the same people would be complaining about just different things. No question about it. They would. You know they would because they have. <laughs> That's <laughs> how we know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, tough night for the Rangers. They lose to the to uh, Carolina. Uh, Nets win. They are on the road now ready to face the Boston Celtics as the, in the 2-7 matchup beginning Sunday up in Beantown. That's going to be an interesting series, Gordon. That's going to be interesting because Boston is playing. Boston is as hot a team in the in the NBA, much less the Eastern Conference, as there is right now. And, you know, tonight's game was weird in that I never felt like the Nets were in any trouble. But I, I have to be honest, I was a little surprised that it was as close as it was. I give Cleveland a lot of credit. I looked at that game. They're down 20? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I yeah. left it. I, I, I didn't even peek right. There's so the much other stuff going on tonight. So you know, I jumped in. I just saw Mets. I'm Yankees. You know, I'm riding. I'm riding McGill. Obviously, I'm checking in on Cortez. I come back. I'm like, it's an eight point game. What what happened? What what's going on here? And that's what the Nets do, Gordon. They they get out to big leads and and they they go through stretches where they allow you to get back in games. And I'm sure. Listen, this is a little different team. Uh, that they're facing in Boston that has a lot of different weapons offensively. And so they're going to uh, they're, they're going to have their, their work cut out for them. This should be a good series, though. I, I it's still a think fascinating Boston, one. I, I still think Brooklyn has a very good chance to win. But this is going to be an interesting series. I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah, to and, and the whole angle of, of Kyrie going back up there against the old team. and Now, uh, now you'll hear booze. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to. You want to hear booze? Wait until he gets to Boston. They'll yeah. be. Yeah. Sunday. You won't have Early. to say. Was that a boo? Or are they just no. early no. and often? Yes. Early and often. All right, Gordon. Time to go to the ballparks. Let's Hit do the it. music. And we'll start out down in Philadelphia, uh, Citizens Bank Park, and we'll start with Buck Showalter. And Buck Showalter was asked about another outstanding performance from <laughs> Jacob Degrom Light. Tyler McGill. I think he answered it, huh? Yeah. It's pretty good. He, uh, I think he's been at high around 130 innings. You know, we're trying to kind of keep his innings in check. You know, he got to the sixth inning tonight. That's, a, that's huge. Uh, it's big. You know, at least he pitched five last time, six this time. So, you know, we got to be careful with uh, the inning increment jump and everything. So we're trying to stay there. He was good. He was good. Especially, uh, you know, Second, second time around the order. Carried his stuff. It's good. Y'all saw it. I don't know what else to say. It was good again. <laughs> I love how Buck does the press conference. Good. I, <laughs> I just, I just love it. I, I, I'm so entertained. And, and he's much shorter than his predecessor was. He used to talk forever, and not really tell you much. No. He, he was the, good at, at a lot of words, but not yeah. a lot. <laughs> Not a lot of substance. No. <laughs> Volume, not substance. Not a good combination mm. when you're a manager. Uh, Drew Smith was one of the other guys out of that bullpen that really performed well. So Buck Showalter was asked, what did you see from Drew Smith? Yeah, it's funny. My son scouted him in uh, college at Dallas Baptist. He was always beating me up about him. So it goes <laughs> way back. I've been, uh, he's been hurt. You know, he's been hurt a lot. It's the first time he's really been in a healthy spot. And, uh, I thought the changeup he featured tonight really brought the outing back together for him. But uh, he's got a lot of want to and uh, very athletic young man. Just starting to get his emotions under, under him now and uh, get another pe- piece for us out of the bullpen where we can spread the load around. 
He's got he's got some weapons to get left-handed hitters out too. And especially when you don't know what's going on with Trevor May, right, Gordon? So here you got a young man that can help eat up some innings and not pressure you to get go back to May earlier than you want to. So Hope Smith continues to pitch well. Yeah, you need him. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Francisco Lindor had a big hit, Gordon, an RBI hit. It was one nothing. You know, in that park, listen, after giving up five runs in the eighth inning last night, you know it could change at any time. You got a one nothing lead. Big clutch hit by Francisco Lindor in the eighth inning, and Buck Showalter noticed it. I, I thought Francisco's base hit was a real uh, uh, big hit for us. Give you a margin of error there. So it changed a lot of situations that could happen. And, of course, uh, Starling's still in second base. And with, a, with a really good throwing catcher and a guy that wasn't really particularly slow to play, that's that's the tough stolen base. You know, but, you know this is why I love them. You see Real Muto beat the throw to second. You know, that that's a baseball player play. That ball's hit hard, and to be able to beat that throw to second, that's, I, I love things like that. I don't know why I brought it up, but I did. <laughs> Keep bringing them up, Buck. We're good. We're entertained. Keep it going. Edwin Diaz. Oh, you can play the trumpets nice and loud now after his performance tonight. Buck, what'd you see? Yeah, he was going to pitch tonight anyway. We are going to pitch him at the top of the order in the eighth, and... Uh, but because uh, I want to make sure he got in the game. But, you know, Edwin's, you know, doing that job for a living. That's why they're so valuable when you're facing that part of the order and to be able to come out of it unscathed. He's more than just, a, if I, as I've watched him, he's really evolved a lot with the slider and the pitch. You just can't sit out there and, and go try to catch up to his fastball. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got a couple of weapons now. Can't cheat too much on him. With the way, because of the way spring training was and you're trying to stretch your pitches out in increments, a lot of stress on the bullpen. So how much easier is it at the end of the game to go with Diaz in your bullpen? It's a lot easier than it was last night. I think. <laughs> no, it's good. And he's going to, they're all going to have their moments. This is hard to do. That's one of the better offensive teams you're going to see all year. I mean, to shut them out in their ballpark, that's quite a tribute to uh, the pitching staff and Jeremy. Wheeler probably wasn't going to go much longer, but the fact that Nimmo was able to get him for that Thank home goodness. run. Yeah. Change-up, I believe. Yeah. But uh, Nim put a good swing on it. We, uh, that's tough. Runs are going to be hard. He was on top of his game. They got, they got a lot of good arms out there. Gordon, when have you heard a manager just speak, speak so glowingly about Edwin Diaz since he's been a Matt? <laughs> we'll save these for later on in the year. Yeah, we will. We'll see how we'll see how he'll spin it, you know, when 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 times go bad. But listen, right now Edwin Diaz is pitching very well and he's very confident. And that's a good thing. Right now we're taking you out to the ballpark. We were down in Philadelphia. Let's head up to the stadium where the Yankees shut out Toronto. Wow! All that answers offense. with Aaron. It's time. Oh, it's answers time with already. Aaron. Oh, wow. Yes, and that means right. Gordon Damer will mind meld with the Yankee skipper Aaron Boone. All right, Gordon, here's your first one. Mm -hmm. Ready? Yeah. Aaron Boone was asked, what did you think of Nestor Cortez's performance? Oh, what did you well. think of Nestor's performance? Uh, Nesty uh, was, uh, he was awesome tonight. Uh, that's a very potent offense on the other side. And he kept him in check. Uh, you know, we, we know how strong he is on the mound. Uh, and he had great command tonight going in and out. And uh, I just thought that he was fantastic against that Blue Jays lineup. 
Aaron Boone, what did you think of Nestor's performance tonight? It's time to ask Aaron. Pretty much everything. Uh, he was terrific. Um, good fastball you saw all night. Um, you, know, you talked about the changeup before the game. He mixed that in a little bit. Um, but just, you know, obviously against that offense, that's a, it's a load. And he was, he was in c control. Um, you know, used his cutter effectively. The slider was there. Um, just and, and overall p pretty pitch, pitch efficient too. Um, you know, he got up to about the number. I wasn't going to let him go past. So, you know, especially after Kirk made him work a little bit there um, to start that inning. So, but overall, just a really strong start to the season for Nestor. There you go. A little longer winded than I would have went. Yeah. But glowing. Yeah. Well, look, he was he was great. He, he is was. great. He deserved it. He deserved it. All right, Gordon, here's your next one. All right. Second one. We've got two tonight. Aaron Boone was asked about Hicks's home run from the right hand side of the plate. Oh, Rick uh, Hicksie, you know, showing that power going the other way. You know, didn't get out by much, but it got over the wall. And and look, it, it, we know what Aaron Hicks can contribute to this team. Uh, last year, he wasn't a part of it. He's been through a lot. He's worked real hard to get back here, and he's a guy who wants to be great. So we know the contribution that Aaron Hicks can make to this team, and it was great to see him come up with a big hit tonight. Aaron Boone on Hicks hitting a right-handed home run. It's time to ask Aaron. I feel like he's still finding his way, and but but that's the good thing about it is he is, you know, he's getting on base. He's mixing, he's getting his hits. Um, really good to see him go the other way. Right-handed, that's something that's in his game, you know, especially here being able to go. I don't think he felt like he even got it, but um, snuck it out of there. Um, so it, it's it's nice to see Aaron get kind of, you know, with, with a bit, obviously a lost season last year for him. Um, I know he's really worked hard in the winter going to play in winter ball, but physically getting himself ready. He played a lot in spring training wanting to you know he was taking a lot of at bats he's even on the days he wasn't playing so he would be ready to go when he's come in and and really contributed and today set the tone for us offensively with a big first hit Booney long-winded huh he is a little long-winded it's a big win you know yeah, you beat the blue exactly. jays that's a yeah. big win you know the blue jays are tough well, listen, he set the tone because I saw him in pregame and he brought a bat with him. <laughs> so I had no question that the team was going to be ready to go today. There's no question about that. Aaron Boone also commenting on Nestor, Nestor Cortez's fastball, Gordon, and how efficient it's been. Is this one for me or is this one for no, Aaron? No, this is, this is just the general one. Okay, all right. I was yeah. going to say. You're good. Delayed. Yeah, it's got just really good characteristics to it. That's why I tell you his stuff's good. His fastball really plays up in the zone. He cuts it, um, you know, so he can backdoor cut you. He can cut it in on right-handed hitters. It's why he's effective against right-handed hitters. When he's executing, that heater really plays. I mean, you know, that's, you, you know, you're able to measure those things better. Back when I was playing, it was, man, that heater's all over me. And he's, you look up, it's not overwhelming on the gun. But uh, Nestor's got that kind of fastball. And he's got that kind of command at the top of the zone with it. Yeah, and he's and he's sneaky, Gordon. He's sneaky. Yes. He, 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 I really like him. I Crafty. enjoy watching the pitch. Yeah. Well, he's a lefty. He's supposed to be. 
<laughs> exactly. That's how they are. That's how they are. Final one for the Yankee skipper. You know, we talked about the Met bullpen, Gordon. You know, the Yankee bullpen has been very good as well. He talked about the early success of the relievers. Well, they're really good. I mean, we got a lot of, I mean, they're good at what they do. Um, and and they they all came in tonight and, and you know, did what we expect of them. And, uh, you know, feel like they got the right level of work in spring training. Um, you know, you know, today with all the guys we used, had a couple days off going into this one, maybe with the exceptional low, he might've pitched two days ago. Um, so knew we were in a good spot with those guys and, you know, especially going through this lineup, you know, if you can have those guys lined up, gives yourselves a really a good chance. Yeah, it does. And the bullpen is going to continue to get some work, Gordon, until the pitchers get stretched out a little bit. Although, Maybe you won't get a lot of work tomorrow with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's on the mound tomorrow, yes? He is. Didn't exactly go all that deep into the game on opening day, so we'll have to see if they get some innings from him tomorrow. I think that there's part of a plan to get him to go a little deeper into games, but well, that will remain to be said. I mean, a very difficult lineup, so yeah. you hope that uh, he can go six, seven innings tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, do you – yeah, you, you do. I mean, I know everybody's not, the, the, as as he quoted, the madman that Max Scherzer is. <laughs> yeah. Going six innings in, in, tra- in spring training. Nobody's like that, but uh, it's, it should be interesting. It's going to be good. This is good. I just think if, if for both teams, getting off to a quick start, beating teams in your division is huge, Gordon. It sets the tone. I, I really think it's important to do, even well, though it's a long season. Especially in the American League East, because we don't know which of these four teams – is going to be the team to beat, right? It could be the Rays, could be the Red Sox, could be Toronto, could be the Yankees. So anytime you can beat one of these teams, it's uh, it's important, especially early on. Now the Yankees' schedule gets a little bit easier after this. I think they play um, they play the Guardians, they play the Tigers. I think uh, I think they might play the Orioles. So, uh, but these games, no, I mean you have to kind of circle them because probably how you play against the other teams in your division will probably determine who wins the division. No question about it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.